ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that sounded really radio-like. This is one of your hostesses, Sarah Rice. <laughs> I'm here with my co-host, Susie Meister in the house for Brain Candy Podcast. Uh, Susie, we're talking about something that you happen to be an expert in this week. That's true, but you know what I like about it? We're talking about cults today. Yeah. And what I like about it is it combines my field of expertise and yours. Ah, uh, I was thinking about this on the drive over here. Yeah. You, yep. Cause you got the religion side and I got the, what kind of people and are yeah. start them and what kind of people are susceptible. Yeah. So yes. that's why I think it's going to be a good episode. I like it. Have you ever been in a cult? Oh, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> was it called the challenge? Well, cult? Uh, yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, that's one of them. Do you yeah. feel like it's like a cult? Um, okay. Well now I was, uh, kind of doing a little bit of studying on my own and I saw that there are a few things that an organization has to do to be considered a cult. And one is have a leader that they follow. Yeah. That then becomes more important. Who's our leader? TJ? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Maybe <laughs> it's like, we're like so into TJ giving us props and yeah, saying, I mean, you maybe that's it. why, maybe that's why we don't qualify because there's just no leader. But then maybe you can break down each season and say that there kind of is a leader each season. Yeah. And it's like a, a... We're seeking a leader. Oh boy, yeah. <laughs> We're just a bunch of lost souls seeking but a leader. The other thing is the, what do they call it? Thought reform? Mm-hmm. That's definitely going on. Yeah. Well, like brainwashing, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Breaking down your thoughts and like... Heavy confession is also a sign of a cult. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what interviews are like. That's so true. Yeah. I didn't yeah. even think about that till just now. Well, you're reminding me and I'm totally going to plug my own stuff. I teach a course on cults on udemy.com. It's U-D-E-M-Y.com. And I created a coupon code. So oh, anyone nice. that wants to take it can take it for five bucks. If they put Five dollars. That's it. Five dollars for a course. Oh my God. I'm taking it tonight. <laughs> Like after this, it's I'm gonna all go video. Home. I should have taken it before. That yeah. would have been. Then I would have come prepared. <laughs> no, the code is brain candy. So, but I would totally be brown nosing the professor. <laughs> <laughs> there's yeah, it's not fair. But there's no grades or anything. You can just watch the videos and see. Five Udemy's great. Is a freaking deal. Udemy's great because they have tons of free courses on everything from like baking cakes to like playing guitar to whatever. That's a really good idea. Yeah. Anyway, I love that. so there's well, a course I'm on call for sure. Yeah. So, anyway, but. There are certain things that make it a cult. Because it is a fine line. Yeah. Because Christianity started out I, as a cult. This is what I was learning. That most, reli- well, all religions really kind of mm-hmm. start as. Yeah. So when I was, I was watching this documentary on YouTube or whatever today. And they started the documentary and said, 2,000 years ago, one man, one prostitute, and 12 randos essentially is what they said get together and start coming up with ideas that are completely controversial for the time and they explained it and i was like oh my god that sounds wild (laughs) and then they're like christianity was born however many years later and you know i don't want to be the one to be like oh christianity is a cult but well it used to be it's not a cult anymore started like that yeah, I mean, academically speaking, it was a cult and yes. now it's not. And that's what, you know, it, there's like an evolution involved. But there are certain things that some people think are a cult and other people don't, like Scientology. Uh, cult. Also, I mean, come on. 
also, well, why do you think it's a cult? Because it fits the criteria of being a cult. Does it not? Like what? Like don't I agree. I'm just asking. Well, okay. The other thing that so it said they they do a lot of the deprogramming. They in a cult, you have to have. It's like there are like three main characteristics, and one is like following the lead that leader. Uh, two is the stripping down of thoughts, like building up of other ideas, and three is the exploitation of money or sex. Yeah, that's often. And that's definitely in Scientology. They make you pay like a bunch of money to. And then they said something about having to. Oh God, what's the word? But in order, in order to make it to the next level, like you had, there were, there were kind of like levels of in most of these cults, which is I kind of see. Yeah, like you have to work through it, and yeah, I like. Yeah. Uh, um. The I mean Jonestown and all those. Oh my god, things. that's my favorite. Oh, I can't I, wait okay. to talk I was about gonna, that. I was gonna ask you like what your favorite cult was, <laughs> but like I don't know like if that is crossing a line. Like, I, you, what's your is, favorite? Or, or I should say, what's the most interesting? The most because I have a different one. What? I know. I love that one. I know all about it. It's fantastic. I mean, not fantastic. But it's horrible. But the story of how everything ended, I think, is so. Okay. Share with us. Well, share with our listeners. I can't. Well, let me hear what your favorite is first. Uh. It's oh, it's not my I'm gonna favorite. Be mad. Is it Heaven's so, Gate? No, but I'm I'm into that. Sarah's oh, dog. Also, is here. <laughs> I just got a puppy, and the puppy's here. So what's he barking about? You hear any, what's you, what's you, what are you yapping about? <sighs> he probably has to go to the bathroom or something. You think so? No, I don't know. Maybe he just went. But he's only oh, two he's months so old. Cute. So right it doesn't now, even matter. How much like, pee could he have? Let's be like honest. none. It's like a, no joke. A teaspoon. And I brought some <laughs> Nature's Miracle wipes. Also, if Nature's Miracle would like to sponsor our podcast. <laughs> I have a dog who is urinating (laughs) on everything. So, but we're training him. He can already sit. There'll be video up to prove that soon. Um, Okay. So my favorite is, and not favorite, but like favorite to follow because I think the story is so fantastic is the FDLS and Warren Jeffs. Oh. FBI's top 10 list, Warren Jeffs, who they just caught. Yeah. Why do you love it so much? Uh, Well, I think it just exposes, I, I think that one almost more than the other ones fall into a kind of like a fringe, like hippity dippity religion where everything's like more peace and love. But I think this one was so like based in theology. Yes. Yeah. And, and really brainwashed people like to, and Um, she's talking about a fringe element of the Mormon tradition. Yes. Or fundamentalist Latter-day Saints. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there was obviously polygamy, which is why they're not affiliated with the uh, Mormon church officially. Yeah. But there was also, like, weird sex stuff going oh, yeah. on and, like, uh, little girls. and He was uh, prosecuted or whatever. They, you know, they put out a warrant for his arrest for encouraging the marriage of... Old, older men to women as young as 12 years old. It's so sick. And he himself was in relationships with women as young. Women. No, no, no. When they say, that's yeah. the part that pisses me off is yeah. they say women is young. They're not women. They're little girls, little girls that are 12 years old who are not ready to get married. I, I just watched so a law and order episode on this too. You need to knock it off with law and order. Why? I love it. I know. I, it's, I, just mad that I don't know anything about it. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's a 
<laughs> like I just want to rally with you, and then you're like Law and Order. I'm like I don't have anything to contribute to this. Well, all they do is they do the rip from the headlines episodes that yeah. are just. Uh, uh, this one was like the Duggars. It was clearly the Duggars that was that they were talking about, and it was all about that kind of stuff. That but could form like their own cult. Those Duggars, no joke. <clears throat> Ugh. Um. So you like Heaven's okay. Gate. I do. I love the Heaven's Gate because he started as a Pentecostal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of them do. Heaven's Gate to me is funny. It's not funny. I, I did a I know. bit in my <sighs> act about it, and people got really mad and tweeted to me. What'd about you say? It. Tell me. Well, now you have to say it because this is a safe place. All I safe did, place share zone. <laughs> all, all I did was kind of refer to the. So they died all of them in matching track shoot track suits oh yeah know? the heaven's gate and yeah. then in their pockets they each had i think it was five dollars 75 cents to pay the interplanetary <laughs> toll on the spaceship that was supposed to be following the hail bop comet and to me you that, think inflation would have been like by that time would have been a little bit more expensive like, than- listen all religions <laughs> have crazy stuff you know when you think about being born of a virgin all kinds of resurrection i mean like listen yeah i get it yeah but Five dollars, five dollars seventy-five cents, or whatever it was. Well, and you couldn't make pocket. an exact change, right? Like, and like that to me is just who? Part. How did they know there was an interplanetary toll? Who is paying? Is U.S. currency accepted? I just, I have so many questions about it. And people were like, outrage, of course, because these people died, but they and weren't Nike's murdered. Adidas, it, was, right? it was suicide, you yes. know. And Nike, yeah, or yeah, it was Nike track shoes or something. Yeah. And like white jumpsuits. Yeah. I mean, that's just good times. Even, yeah. <laughs> even when it's so horrible. If you, what is it? Tragedy plus time equals comedy. I mean, come Absolutely. On. Then all it's, these are hilarious. Though. Yes. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. But Johnstown, or sorry, Jonestown to me... Even though it's Ugh. been a long time, it's yeah, but not that's funny. Like the ultimate one. It's not funny to me because there's kids involved. Yeah. Oh, and <clears> the mothers. There's nine hundred plus people died. Okay, stop what you're doing now, unless it, don't because wait until the show's over. Yeah, so we don't encourage stopping while you're driving or no. something. No, <laughs> slide on your brakes. That'd be dangerous. There is a documentary on Jonestown. It's on Netflix. Which it one? is what is it? Phenomenal. Have I Let seen me it? Find I don't think so. Have you? Because well, it would be your favorite called if you had seen it. No, I, I I mean, I know the whole story, and I watched a documentary on it. Was it on C- CNN? Probably. Maybe. Okay, it's called... Okay, there's one on CNN called Inside the Jonestown Massacre, which is very good. And then there's a PBS one that is outstanding, The Life and Death of People's Temple. Oh, no, I haven't seen it. But I, now I know what I'm doing tonight. Here's what's phenomenal about it. Um, you know how, like... What makes a documentary really good is when they have footage that, oh, like, uh-huh. at the time seems innocuous, but then... Oh, they like, do. Huh. Okay. Jo- Jim Jones gives a tour yes. to the 
documentary crew. Yes. Where he shows them where they keep the Kool-Aid, which isn't Kool-Aid, but... And he's like, yeah, this is what we drink. And he opens it up and there's this huge, like, stash. Right. And they had a a jeweler's license in order to get the cyanide because you can use... Oh, my God. Whatever poison it was is used to clean jewelry or something. So then slowly over time, they would ship in enough of this poison to... Uh, allow for a mass suicide. 900 people. Okay. And then there is audio of them taking the poison. Oh. And the the aerial footage, that is what gets me. Yes. The aerial shots of just oh, I body somebody. Jim Jones, you can hear on oh, the, the, He had like an intercom, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. And he was instructing people what to do. Well, Babies crying. <sighs> the mothers were... And I guess fathers, but I'm thinking a lot of mothers and put the poison in a syringe and shot it into their kids' mouths, like babies, little babies. And then Jim Jones freaking dies from a bullet because he's a freaking coward. Right. He shoots himself. Yeah. Oh, God. That makes me sick. To me, that is like the fact that this happened is so extraordinary and uh, that's why it's my quote unquote favorite because it's like can teach us so much yes. about the human mind. Um, and it started out as a utopian cult. Right. They believed in like and racial they were doing equality. really good things yes. in the beginning. Like he opened a soup kitchen for the like he was very good in the beginning. So how does it go from I think he's sleeping. You can okay. look for your dog. I th- oh he, he's it, just sitting right next to you. There. There. I see his head. Oh, no, that's not his head. Oh, well, he's somewhere in here. <laughs> We've lost Sarah's dog. Oh, no, he's sleeping right <laughs> under my chair. He's just chilling. He is oh, the best good. dog Man, ever. I got a good dog. <laughs> Go ahead. But Anyways. to start out with this idea of equality, in the, and this is, what, 70? Yeah, the 77 or something like that. Yeah. And the idea of, like, racial equality... Jim Jones was adopting right, black children right. and uh, yeah. children of other races. He yeah. wanted a rainbow family. This is an, a, a very appealing concept. And to me, that is important for people to understand because I think they're always like, who's stupid enough to join a cult? Well, and that's where, you know, my body of knowledge comes in because Talk let me, me tell you. Tell me, sister. It's not as difficult as you think. I'm eating popcorn because this is interesting. <laughs> it's really not. Tell me. So... A normal person under the right circumstances can absolutely become a member of an uh, of a cult, and How? I think the the one that really showed that the most was the Manson, the Charles Manson, because that was a cult, and those were people who were like regular old folk, and you know why a lot is that times, the best example though? Oh gosh. Um, well, and there were celebrities involved with that. What's her name? Sharon Tate? Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah, she, she was, was murdered. She was killed. But it yeah. was like that the people that they recruited were not in seek of like the, it, it wasn't as religious founded. Like it wasn't one that was like, well, God told you to do this and this and this. It came more from that, you know, free peace and love or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the the people who were on trial were very normal people before 
What's weird is that they so many of them kind of still like him. Mm-hmm. I know. There's one woman who's like been like nine times appealed and doesn't get off because she she's not remorseful murdered. enough. No, she's not remorseful. Well, that's what's weird is that Charles didn't murder. I know. People he made think everybody he's else a murderer. Did. No, he made yeah. everybody else do it. But if I you, love you, little sniffles. I by know. The way. I'm so sorry. You're so cute. It's terrible. I have a cold, like kind of a cold or I'm allergic to my dog, which would be the worst, but (laughs) that would be so funny. Merry Christmas. Here's a puppy. Also, you may be allergic to it. I think I'm allergic to my kid too. Don't feel bad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's very common. (laughs) Oh, good to know. Um, so, but do you think, okay, could you be attracted (sighs) to something? Okay. Okay. I think, of course, timing is everything. So if you experience a tragic loss or you experience some kind of trauma and Mm -hmm. the thing that comes to you in that moment as your saving grace provides you with a, like, I especially look at, you know, maybe the kind of people who would uh, follow somebody like Charles Manson, okay? They're young. They're probably in their, like, early 20s. And... Maybe your parents kicked you out of the house for having alternate views or, you know, maybe you were a woman who was a victim of sexual violence. And then this group provides a safe haven and a complete alternative to what you're used to. And it's, if they provide you the minimal comforts that you need and they, they give you yeah, like what you need in those hard times and comfort you like that. But then then, then here's what's interesting to me. So I also just read there. the Leah Remini book, Troublemaker. Oh, yeah, the one about the Scientology. Yeah, right. and she left Scientology. And I get it that even, you know, she explains what is appealing about Scientology, which is that their proclaimed goal is to better the world and to right. clear us of all of our you know, hangups and mental illness and all of that evil. But I get that. And so you get in and you're appealed. It's appealing to you by these characteristics, but then things get weird. And why don't people say like, Whoa, this is not what I signed up for. Okay. That is classic foot in the door technique. Like class, like if they use the same thing in the like car bait and switch in like car salesman techniques, because once you've already committed to an idea to a certain level, to a certain extent, it's, it's almost like you don't want to admit that, Oh my God, I've been duped this whole time. It's almost easier for your brain to just go with it than it is to, because if you admit at, at a certain level, if you admit that everything that you've, that you, everything you think is wrong, then everything that every move you've made up to that is also wrong. And that's almost too much for our like, Oh, being to handle. So it's easier for us to say like, and that's why it just gets a little deeper and a little deeper and a little deeper. And there are like levels of everything. And then when you entice somebody with like, uh, you know, you will only be saved if, or you'll only get to the next level if, and then every time they need to do a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more, it's much easier when it's kind of like that frog in hot water. Like if you turn the water up slowly, then he'll boil to death. But if you just throw him in the hot water, he'll jump right out. 
But if you just like slowly simmer him, he'll, he'll never get out. He'll heat, he'll boil himself. Yeah. So I think that's it. And people bo- should read that book, by the way, Troublemaker by Leah Remini, because it's a very palatable description of how, <gasps> you know, oh, you can God. get caught up in something that's bonkers. Totally bonkers. And I think most people think, oh my gosh, this is not applicable to me. This is extreme cases. But I think in small ways, we get duped into things all the time. Absolutely. You know? I thought that ab a hundred percent. Yeah. And just even committing to an idea because you know how hard it is for people to get the information that is completely like conflicting with their views and go, oh, you're right. I was wrong. Like, that's yeah. impossible for somebody to do something about that over, uh, like the kind of laundry detergent you've been using for years. Then you find out that laundry detergent has some chemical in it that's like not healthy, and then you have to like tell yourself like, oh my god, I haven't been like slowly poisoning my whole family, have mm-hmm. I? And like, you know, that's obviously like you know, different. But at the same time, you it just changes how you. You've never been really in a religion, right? Um. Now I. Absolutely dabbled in a lot. <laughs> dabbled. So, You're a dabbler. I'm a dabbler. Like what? Okay, so when I was I was seeking that answer, and yes, I was super involved in like uh Christian church when I was the old born again. Yeah. So um but before that, my really good friend was Mormon. And oh, yeah. she, my mom, like loves. I to remember tease you tease me about this. She's like, <laughs> you "Remember that one time you were almost Mormon?" I'm like, mom, shut up. I love like, your mom. She thinks that that's like how she's gonna get at me. So annoying. Yeah, like really rebelling well, in my family wasn't when I got like tattoos. It was when I like joined a Christian church. You're like, she yeah, was like, like you? yeah, your, your family's so liberal that you became like a conservative. Yes, so I'm like carrying a briefcase and wearing a suit and tie because. Ah. <sighs> The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. What did you like about being Mormon? So I loved, and I went to church, I went to church with them for like three weeks, four weeks, like, like for like multiple times, like not just tried it out once and was like, I'm over it. Um, but I went to like the, they always had, I was an outcast and this is this, here you go. Welcoming. Is what these cults, I'm not saying that's a cult. They love you for you. They love you if you're different no matter what <laughs> unless you're gay then you're all going to hell <laughs> that's a joke of course that's just what they think not what i think um god loves everybody uh so wait a minute what do you believe there's a god 
I be- okay. <laughs> I believe that there is a uh, universal connectedness between every single person, and I believe that we are all an energy that is that, and every energy has like an energy source, and I think that the universal consciousness of like all human beings is God. And I think the same thing that, I don't know, the energy that like, I like see that in animals and in plants and in, you know, every single aspect of the universe. I see like when that, when, you know, religion says, or the Bible says like God is in you. Like I really mean, I think that it means we are all part of the same exact thing from every living creature on this planet. And I think when I get in touch with that is when I see those things that people say like, Oh God, that's God speaking to me. Or, Oh, that's a sign or, Oh, that's, you know, cause when I, and this sounds super hippity dippity or whatever, but I really do. And believe me or don't believe me, take the time when I'm like, you know, in a park to be like, look at you tree. You are just doing so awesome tree and you are growing and look at your leaves and like, just be awesome little leaves. And I feel your awesomeness. And like, I think you can kind of like find that in, like find some, I'm surprised you haven't joined a cult actually. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you, uh, cause the more you talk, you're maybe you should be a cult leader. You're so good at it. You know what? Uh, Okay. This, this brings up a good, a good topic because I, I looked up the, uh, all cult leaders, uh, fit eight out of nine requirements for narcissistic personality disorder. So that was the part that I was really interested in is I wanted to know what makes a cult leader because, and then, uh, you know, I know if freaking Susie's right. And could I qualify as a cult leader? But so I, uh, you have to look up the DSM. I think it would be so good at, <laughs> at leading a cult. But uh, here's the deal. Yeah. No, because I'm not. Okay, but, but, oh, oh, this is my question for you before we continue <laughs> this, before I decide whether or not to become a cult leader. <laughs> there, I would assume that there are many practicing cults that don't go to extremes, right? Or is the natural progression of a cult... Does no, it always end in tragedy? It it either it escalates, so like may not end in tragedy, but it gets like Out the one you mentioned about the Mormons, yeah. where it's like super bizarre, or it just fizzles out. You know okay, what I mean? Because I mean, it all starts so. But a lot of actually, Sarah, a lot of people think that you're. Um, the transcendental meditation and yes. the K- Kabbalah that yeah. you were interested yeah. oh, in. Oh, I studied Kabbalah for a yeah. lot, for a while. A lot of people would consider those sort of cultish. <sighs> yeah, I probably am in a few cults then. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I think you have cult tendencies. I probably do. Because why is that? Be- you know why? Because of something good about you, which is that you're open-minded. And there is a fine line between being really and open. super optimistic. So I really yeah. think that like you believe the best in people. Yeah. You're not. Oh. You're not like me. It's good that you have me around. Oh yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Hold so, on, I'm gonna get. Susie <laughs> always said. She said most people need to be talked off the ledge, and Sarah needs to be talked on the ledge sometimes. <laughs> Oh, you said that to me, or you said it to somebody else talking about me. She, she like, there's no way she could be this nice. 
And people, I say there is. You just have to be somebody who, like, I don't know, could be in a cult. All the people who become cult leaders fall into eight of nine of these uh, characteristics of people who have narcissistic personality disorder. Uh, P.S. Donald Trump. A pervasive pattern of grandiosity. Yeah. Donald Trump. Yeah. Like I said. For sure. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying it's Well, and most, I mean, a lot of politicians or a lot of people who are very, like, uh, uh, who, I listened to one of your other interviews. Yeah. The the inside of the psychopath. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Falls into a psychopathic personality, which is narcissistic personality disorder is the new term for like sociopath. And And the symptoms are often like someone who is super charming and likable. Yes. But they need a heightened, often like stimulation. And that could take the the form of, you know, bungee jumping or drugs, or it could be being on stage like a rock star, or it could be manipulating people in power like a politician or whatever. So one is, has a grandiose sense of self-importance, exaggerates achievements. And okay, I admittedly fall into many of these categories. Me too. So let's go through them, and I'll admit ones I fall into. So grandiose sense of self-importance, exaggerates achievements and talents, expects to be recognized as superior without uh, commensurate achievement. Yeah, so they their achievements don't uh-huh. match up with how great okay. they are. Unfortunately, my achievements match with how great I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is that horrible to that say? That is a bit. <laughs> because I used to think I was like super awesome at things that were athletic. And then I won the challenge and I was like, see, I am awesome at these things. So <laughs> this is the biggest problem is when people get validated in these narcissistic tendencies. That's like really damaging because you're supposed to and like reality well, TV yeah. is like the Bill worst. Bill Clinton was president. Yeah. I'm like, this isn't uh, inflated. Right. I'm president. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how I felt when I won the challenge. I was like, see, remember when I told all you bitches I was the best? <laughs> Turns Proved out. It. Turns out I won it all. All right, so uh, number two, preoccupied with fantasies of ultimate success, power, brilliance, beauty, or ideal love. Totally. 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 Yeah, I do that. I hate myself. Mine's mostly, okay, which one do you say you want more? Success, power, brilliance, beauty, or ideal love? Or all the above? Success. Oh, you know what? Me too. And here we are on this podcast for free. (laughs) (laughs) Enjoy your free download. Follow us on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, power. It is power. But with that kind of comes all the other stuff. Um, Number three, belief that he or she is special or unique and can only be understood by or should be associated with other special or high status people or institutions. (laughs) I mean, I feel like that when I'm on the challenge. Yeah. That I'm above all these people. Mm-hmm. Sorry, people. You mean the other cast yeah, members? Yeah, I'm like, ugh. Who do, you, who do you feel most above? <laughs> You're going to make me say. <laughs> um, ugh. I have one. Who's yours? Siobhan. Oh, <laughs> yep, yep. She could do it for me. She's probably Absolutely. the nicest person in the world. She is, but like, oh, God, sometimes they're so dumb that I feel like, I feel like, Oh, Who's yours? I said so mine. Dumb. Um, <laughs> this is how we're gonna get a sponsor. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. <laughs> I would probably say like Emily Fitzpatrick because she's a super fan. <laughs> I can't believe you said this. Why? This is so much better than I ever hoped. You said why? I thought yeah, but mine's, mine's like nobody even really knows her anymore. So, I mean, this girl hasn't been on a show in like a bajillion years. Wait, but what does she do now? Isn't she like a Who? fitness person? No, that's Emily Schramm and I love oh. her. She's great. Get your Emily's <laughs> right. You see, you don't even know this other girl. She could like be doing whatever. <laughs> All right, that's a good answer. Because Sarah. she's like a super fan, and so she like, and she did, you know, she's like, I don't know. I, just, I thought you were friends with her. No. Okay. I'm the only person who's my friends with is you. Susan. If you're listening to this right now, it is because Sarah did not make me edit this out. No, I, I don't care. <laughs> What's she gonna do? Defriend me? I'm like, ooh. oh no, I take it back. I have another one. I have another one. I have another one. <laughs> <laughs> Naya. Okay. Why? Naya, the girl from oh, the last so season great. I was on who yelled at me and called me like all the names and then she got sick, kicked off for sexually harassing Jordan because oh. she grabbed his you-know-what. I didn't know it was her. Yeah. So I his feel you know her. what. And I saw her beat somebody with a blow dryer. So <laughs> I definitely <laughs> feel above that thing. <laughs> I don't get out much, and this is, like, the best thing that ever happened to me. I mean, Susie's already got me on, a, like, a glass of wine, so everything, all bets are off, really. Naya. And a cheese platter, and now does I'm Does just... Naya think you're nice? No! She hates me. I'm oh, sure okay. she does. I mean, she once thought I was nice, and then I, you know... We should cold call her sometime. Damn, she would... Do you well, have her number? I, I mean, no, I don't, but... I'm sure she has tons of free time when she's not, like, being a hostess at a restaurant or whatever she's doing with her. Oh, my God. Sick burns over here. I mean, and this also she's 26 better better. or 27 and still sucks her thumb. So that I do feel above somebody who's a thumb sucker at 26 or 27. So, yeah, that's where Listen, I don't know belief- how we went from cults to thumb sucking, but I am <laughs> sure glad we, we did. <laughs> So, so far, I'm a narcissist. That's what we've learned from this. <laughs> OMG. Okay. So, number four on our list requires excessive admiration. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm still thinking about the... <laughs> You're still thinking about the sucking. Go ahead. What? I mean, <laughs> what part of that is attractive? As Zero Zero. Parts. But, I mean... Do you feel about somebody who would suck their thumb? A little. No, I don't. But only because I feel like we all have something like hers is just more over. That's how I feel when I watch intervention. It's like they're addicts and like willing to steal from their relatives to buy like dope. But I just kind of feel like they're an obese people or whatever. Their problems are just more apparent. Yeah. Mine are like private and you know, no one would ever know. And like I pick my face like a crazy oh, person God, and I, I have too. a zit or whatever, you know? Like, mine just aren't as obvious. Right. Okay, but you know what? Picking at your face, probably not the same as, like, selling your, you know, mother's heirlooms to pay for your drug problem. No, it's not as severe, like, societally speaking, yeah. like, within the social fabric of our lives. But it, they come from the same place, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
where there's still a place you, of like you know you shouldn't do something, oh. but you are compelled. Yes, yeah. So I think thumb uh, sucking has to fall into that category. But it's hilarious when you bring. Oh, God. Oh, my God. You should edit this out. She's probably going to murder me. I mean. Listen, let me clarify. There is definitely a scale of the human condition on which we all fall. And some people are more functional than others. Certainly. Right. And thumb sucking is pretty high on the crazy scale. But don't you feel like, doesn't it kind of make you feel good when people who present themselves as being totally perfect have these like really humanistic. I didn't know she presented herself that way. I don't know her. Oh yeah, kind of. Yeah, that is a very annoying. Like I, yeah, like good. Well, guess what you do? You like you, yeah, you're not I, as like perfect yes. as you think you are. Okay, Sarah. Now we're on the same page. Yeah, because that is my pet peeve is when someone tries to present this perfect life and everything's great, and and then behind closed doors, it's like you're sucking their your thumb or, or like whatever. when somebody wants to attack somebody else for their yeah downfalls or their shortcomings. Like, so you feel like she did that to you and you're like, uh, by the way. Yeah. Okay. Like you don't get to call me a bad person for, she said that. Oh, and like a million other things and like all that. What does she hate about you? I don't know. I mean, you really don't. Uh, a lot of people think that the nice thing is phony baloney or they think that like, I'm secretly like like conniving or like manipulating or like they're not mutually exclusive take advantage of them here's the thing we are both you and i yeah are both nice yes lovely people who will slit your throat if you fuck around with us amen sister i take pride in that oh for sure like i'll be the first to help a little old lady across the street i'll be the first to like see a little bug and go free it outside because i don't want it to get killed and i will be the first to like babysit your kids and they will be so happy like when they will be like don't no don't leave sarah don't leave and like want me to come back because i love kids and they love me but at the same time if we're on a freaking game show and we're competitively playing for you know however many thousands of dollars yeah I'm probably going to do something that benefits me and not you. And you, that does not make me a bad person. No, it doesn't. So they kind of like lump, and that drives me bonkers. And if, and this is something that only women have to deal with, by uh, the way. Yeah. So I'm, I'm over that. I can't, I can't even stand that she would say that. Yeah. Well. I hate her. Yeah. See, there you go. There she is. sucks her thumb, people. <laughs> <laughs> you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Wait a minute. What are the rest? Okay, so number five. I have five, a list too. Number five, uh, narcissistic personality disorder, a.k.a. cult leader, has a sense of entitlement or reasonable expectation of uh, especially favorable, favorable treatment or automatic compliance with his or her expectations. So, like, they think that they should be God. Yeah. Okay, and then I heard in this documentary I was watching... That sometimes they, they most of the time will have you start calling them father or daddy or something like that. And then father turns into the father and then it turns to 
son of God and then it turns into God. Yeah. So there's like this progression from being like, you know, just your father parental, figure, parental, yeah. hierarchical, whatever, to then I am God. Divine. <gasps> Side note. One time, <laughs> a guy that I slept with asked me to call him God. What? <laughs> Shut up. I swear to God. I swear <laughs> mean to take his name in vain there. <laughs> like, why do you save this stuff? Like, we're together all the time, and then we go on the air, and all of a sudden, you... Susie, I your... can't, I can't just, like, let all the good stuff out on a little, like, leisurely stroll through the park with you. I gotta save it for moments like this. Do I know this person? No, he was way back in the day. He was my first boyfriend. And you I, were like, okay, yeah. I, yeah, I did, and it was weird. You mean in the sack only? In the sack. Like, like, just what, just one night, and... Just, You're kidding just like me. one time. One night he was like, hey, just this once, can you please call me God? I think we like both were drinking, which is probably bad because I was definitely underage. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, he asked me to call him God. And did you say why? What? In the moment? No. What? Oh, you mean he asked you during? During. He said, call me it God. It wasn't like before. Like he was wait, like, wait, here wait, are the parameters for having stop. sex with me tonight. You must call you're in the heat of the moment heat and he the goes, moment. Sarah, call me God. Yes. <laughs> Something along those lines. <laughs> I hope, I hope he's listening. I don't know if my exes are listening to my podcast. And then when it was over, we were like, Hey, that was weird. What was that about? Yeah. We didn't talk about that afterwards. <laughs> that was a part of the pillow talk. So this just proves Sarah and is you know up what? for anything. I think I, I think I did it in my, I, in my, Memory of it, I giggled, <laughs> which probably isn't something that somebody with an inflated ego who wants you to call them God wants to have happen in the sack. Giggling. Why did you break up? Uh, Do I want to know? He broke up with me. He was dating somebody else he met on MySpace. <laughs> this is so this chick he was talking to was coming. To, oh, this is the best. I'll tell you this oh, story. This Sarah. is like a total sidebar. But so I was dating this him. This whole episode turned oh, into a totally. side We'll note. get back to cults, I swear. Um, and so I asked him, uh, there's this girl he was talking to all the time and she was coming to town and she was from somewhere else. And I said, if she comes to town, are you going to sleep with her? And his response was, well, would you mind? And I was driving at the time and I drove a stick shift. <laughs> beetle, Volkswagen Beetle, and I popped it in neutral. I didn't even put it into park, and I just got out of the car. <laughs> he, the he was, oh no, no, and he was in the passenger seat because he didn't have a car, and I drove his ass everywhere. And I was like seventeen. Can we have him like on the show sometime? <laughs> oh God, he I would love it in a million years. He would love it. Was, I have a lot of questions for this guy. <laughs> First of all, Wait, how dare you? What's he doing right now? Well, last time we were dating <laughs> a million years ago, he was like an ER tech. Okay. So, so what, do you, what was he? He's probably goal? something in the medical field. You don't right follow, like, Facebook nothing? No. This was What's no his joke. name? What's his name? Oh, my God. Wait, don't. Just, I'll edit it out. Just tell me. Okay. 
I'm gonna eat this entire block of cheese. Yeah. But not really. Um, Did you try this though? The mustard? Mm-hmm. What do I eat it with? The cheese? Yeah. No, it's haven't. really good. Um, but I do like mustard like this. Yummy, right? Oh yeah. Um, I love that your son called it the must. Hold on. All right. What were we saying? We were talking about the list of... <laughs> okay. So, more on this list. Yes. We have... We've got the sense of entitlement. That was number five. Is interpersonally explo- exploitative, i.e. takes advantage of others to achieve his or own, his or her own ends. See, who doesn't do that? What? I was just going to say that's what we don't do. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Well, I mean, business-wise, like, if you have a friend, you know, you think, like, <laughs> like, if you think someone could get you verified on Twitter or something. Susie example. is really working me to verify her on Twitter. I don't know if I have the poll, but I'm going to try. <laughs> well, just, I'm yeah. just saying, like, you have an agenda and you have friends. It's like connections. What? What's that mean? Yeah, but I think with that, there's kind of, like, an, agree- uh, an agreement on, like, a give and take. Like, these person, these people just, like solely want they're just users yes okay and and i don't think that you and i would do it at the expense of somebody else no i wouldn't see that's what i think that's where i think it comes down to i I didn't know that these people are absolutely doing it at the expense like takes advantage of others to achieve his or own okay because this ties in with number seven which is lacks empathy yeah that's that's a problem we i'm so empathetic overly empathetic yeah which is really like the complete opposite. Mm-hmm. Uh, number eight is often envious of others or believes that others are envious of him or her. Hmm. I never think that others are envious of me, but well, I definitely have been envious of others. But I think, what do you envy? Uh, sometimes it's people who have simple lives, which sounds crazy, but like when they were like, got married younger and like have kids and it just seems like so, I, I almost envy like the textbook stuff because I'm so not, not that hmm. I'm like, well, the, you shouldn't cause they're real bored. I try to remind myself of that, but they always look so happy on Facebook. Is that what you think? Yeah. That's sometimes. really interesting. They're like, sometimes the simple way is like, I kind of like equate it to like getting tattoos versus not getting tattoos, like being covered with them. And you're just like this, you know, different and extreme and out there and, you know, only fit into his, only feel, you know, you feel a little bit comfortable everywhere because you could talk to everybody about stuff, but you know, maybe it's just easier. Like, the, but really I look at people who have like none and I'm like, Oh wow, that's so like pure and clean and not an extreme of maybe they're just better at hiding their problems. You are the most fascinating person I've ever met. Almost every day I am with you, I'm like, really? (laughs) That is. I don't know if that's good. Well, just the fact that you would look, not because you're using the word simple, but I think what you mean is traditional. Traditional, maybe traditional is Because I don't think their lives are simple at all. Okay, okay, traditional. Because they're like running to soccer practice, they're like. You know, there's a lot involved in making your life look right, but that all sounds so appealing. Okay, why? Uh, what is it? Because I do not feel that, and I'm interested in why you would. Maybe it's like you just want what you can't have. You could have that, or don't have. You could have that tomorrow. Well, yeah, but I would give up a bunch of stuff that I want even more. What? 
like I want my, you know, masters and I don't think having a kid right now makes Do you associate being a stay-at-home mom with this ideal? Mm. It you know what? I never really put that together, but all the people who I'm thinking of that come to mind are stay-at-home moms. Hmm. Do I secretly want to be a stay-at-home mom? I mean, you could do that. There's I, nothing wrong with there's it. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, maybe you want that. Maybe. Well, I mean, probably at some point for a little while. Because here's, here's my theory about you. Let me just close this up real quick. <laughs> closing the books about to bring you. it down to me. Please. <laughs> Is that, me. like, the, the master... Because maybe I'm projecting. Because... I went through a graduate program too, and what I wasn't, what I wanted wasn't the degree as much as I wanted the respect of having the degree. And I just think it's a lot of work that you are about to go through if what you really just want is respect. Because let me tell you, oh, I know it doesn't come. Because I agree with that. You know what? Oh, there's a little bit. I definitely want to be a therapist. I definitely okay. want to. Well, that's I like fine. so bad. You do? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because you want to help people. Yes. Okay. And I'm, I'm really good at doing that. Just I agree. I think it's your gift. Um, but if if all you really wanted was for time, people to... I want people to... I want all the things that I say. Like, okay. I mean, you name it. Puppy training, like dog training a puppy. And... <laughs> I want to be able to say, well, I know that what I'm talking about, I know, like, like really well, know the information. Area of expertise. Yes. And yeah. I want the credentials for somebody to go, oh, you can totally speak on That's this. That's what I want to know. Like, why do you need the credentials though? Because I feel that you already. I, I, ooh, I feel like everybody else needs me to have the credentials. That's what I hate. Before they really realize that like. I really do know what I'm talking about. So I if you get the, the master's or doctorate or whatever you yeah. end up doing, yeah. would you be willing to be a stay-at-homer? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. you just kind of want the credential to be able to be like, hey, shut up. I know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. But That's also, crazy to go also, through all that. No, but I think it'll also give me the freedom to... Hey, can you stay by your mic? Oh, sorry. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I think it'll also give me the freedom to... Uh, this is like a therapy session. I know. To like have a practice that, you know, I run three days a week, like out of my All right. You have a long-term plan. Yeah. You know. Why? I don't know. I would, after we're off the air. I mean, I this is all if I don't join a cult. Because <laughs> that, based on our past conversation, right. that may happen. Let's get back to it then. I'll quit grilling you. But you are so interesting. That's why I asked. Oh, well, thanks. Here's what I wanted to share with you. I know you, how many more do you have? Tell uh, me just to just to we'll go real are. quick is often envious of others and believes others that are envious of him. Oh, we did, we did that already. And then shows arrogant behaviors or attitudes. Oh, I do. I do that too. Oh okay, my God. We have problems. We basically have qualified <laughs> for about six of nine. Are you guys? Wait, wait. Is this a cult? <laughs> <laughs> Our listeners are in a cult and they didn't know. Could there be a cult with two leaders? <clears throat> Yes, that's <gasps> what Heaven's Gate was. No. Yeah. This is definitely a cult. Bo Peep and... No. Yeah. <laughs> we need better names. Yeah, they had like little cute names for each other. It was a man and a woman. They weren't oh. dating or anything. Oh, really? Well, one was like not interested in women. 
Okay. Well, they were both interested in men. Let me put it that way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they were not, they were platonic, but, uh huh. That was two people that were in that situation. Oh. Yeah, so we could do this. Yeah. Welcome to the Brain Candy Cult. <laughs> the Brain Candy Cult. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to the Brain Candy Podcast with Susie Meister and Sarah Rice. So I read this to Sarah months ago, but I think it's relevant because I read this in preparation for my cult course on Udemy.com, which you can take. A coupon code brain candy for five dollars. That's so fun. Yeah. I can't wait to use my coupon code. <laughs> um these are the things I was reading about brainwashing and how you condition people, and all I kept thinking was the challenge. And tell me if you agree. And we'll kind of explain why this is true. And okay. Number one, keep the person unaware that there is an agenda to control or change the person. If that's not numero uno. So you go on these challenges and the thing is, everyone wants you to think like the crew and the production who most of whom I love, I mean, I'm married to one of them. (laughs) They want you to think like, this is just fun. Just be yourself. Have fun. We just, they, they act like they have no incentive to change you or to control you. Well, they also act like you're, or or maybe the people out there just think that they're an important part of it when really they're just like little pieces that could easily be substituted for like, like you could be swapped out with anybody. And the Number story was two, so control time and oh. physical environment. Oh, they literally take your watches away so that you cannot tell time. It's like Vegas it all is. the time. All the time. All you have is the sun. That's and like, I started using like my hand to tell time, like because that's where that's how it came to, what it came to. Number three, create a sense of powerlessness, fear, and dependency. Oh, done, <laughs> done, and done. Number four, <coughs> suppress old behavior and attitudes. So basically, pretend like you don't have a real life. Yes, and I think the people who try to interject like some of like okay like if you talk about something other than the show or something that is of somewhat importance your people look at you like you're crazy or yeah. you're weird because that's not what the conversation yes so yeah instill new behavior and attitudes of course that's what the whole thing is it's a contrived setting in which your, you know, your whole world revolves around something that's pretend. Like it has nothing to do with your family and friends at home and your job. You can't even check your email. It's nothing just about the game, right? And number six is put forth a closed system of logic. Yeah. That's the whole point of the show. That's the whole point. Is that he, oh. your emphasis in your brain is supposed to be on the goal of winning <laughs> and it, and that is the logic oh, is how do I and get And you there? know what? I think that the time that we're on there, you know how they say it takes 21 days to form a habit or break a habit or whatever. We are on there just over that. 
I mean, the majority of people fall into about 21 days and then the rest Not of you, it after Not you, you never get sent home, but well, most people. Yeah, yeah. Um, unless my partner sexually assaults somebody and then I'm on the first point out of there, <laughs> yeah, which totally happened about that. or quits on me. Um, so I don't think it's any coincidence that the time that we're there is the same as how long it would take to really like formulate new ideas and new, cause you, you're there for long enough to where you forget <clears throat> that there is life outside of this. Yeah. And you've been so shut off, which is exactly what they would do in a cult. I'm never going to be invited back after this episode. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to lead one. It's okay. They're going to be like, remember that time you told us? You know what? It's interesting. And like, I think we could do another whole show about the, the concept of these sorts of things. Like even like Westboro Baptist church, I believe is a call. There's tons of things, (gasps) you know, and the way that like how people get out and what happens to them when they do, there's a lot of like, Really interesting human concepts to it. Okay, I have a question for you. Yeah. Do you think that we are moving into an age or era where there are more cults or less cults? I believe that we will have fewer cults. Really? Yeah, because... So at first I thought the digital age would usher in a period of like great a greater number of opportunities for cults to thrive because they okay. could spread their me- message digitally but what all, what ended up happening not just for cults but for religion in general those more options or what well people were able to see that they they saw the wizard behind the curtain yes like the catholic church so yeah. many huge religions you could be like, oh wait the this isn't just me. Like thousands of people are feeling the same thing. And there are forums and people can say like, I agree with you. And it gives them a sense of power. Uh, Individuals, they have autonomy, they have agency. Yeah. Not having that feeling. Yeah. You have no agency is that you don't feel like, or if you speak out, you're the only one feeling this way. Yeah. But when really everybody else is too. Well, and that's why Scientology is still working a little bit is because they discourage using the internet and stuff. Oh. To anything. If a big organization tells you to not, like, that's like, huh, you know those things with words in them? Yeah, books. Like, you don't read those. Like, that's why that- the religions that are growing are the ones that have figured out how to use digital media to and grow and enhance their programs. But if you are able to produce agency in an individual and realize, oh, wait, I'm not the only one that sees this and I can get out of here and it's okay, you you ruined your whole tradition. Yeah. So um, that's why most cults, I feel, are dying. Unless, like there's that guy from, um, he's a movie star and he was in a rom-com. Hold on, let me look him up. Um, is it 10 things I hate about you? Um, that's the one with, uh, pleasure. 10, 10 things. Is that what it is? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a movie with Heath Ledger and, uh, let me see. I forget what his name is. Yeah. One of the stars of 10 things I hated about you started a religion and it's called a cult and it's in Venice. What? 
Yeah. Are you kidding me? No. Oh, who is that guy? Tell me right now. I need to look him up. This is hilarious. (laughs) Get out of here. For real. Oh. Um, His name is... Andrew Keegan. Oh! He was my crush when I was little. (laughs) Go figure! Yeah. Oh my god. Andrew Keegan was on... Was like, when I was... When I was about 13, he was the dreamiest. That's him in the front here. Oh, no. No, no. No, no. I loved him. He (gasps) he has a called in Venice Beach right now. Okay, I might join it. (laughs) (laughs) I may be... I may... Sarah's joining a cult. Oh, oh, God. He's still so handsome. Holy crap. (gasps) Come on. Look at him. We should interview him. Oh, my God. No, because I... I can't I'm wait to tempted. watch you. <laughs> Sins of the flesh, is he? But it's very much, oh you God, know, he, so of course, doesn't Andrew call Keegan. it a cult. Jesus Christ, he I'm says, definitely joining. I'll give you all of my... What is wrong with you? I don't you? know. He's. So, I'll just do it, whatever he says. He doesn't call it a, a cult, of course. Yeah, that would probably it, like make people know, not want to join. Peaceful movement, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, so... So what makes it a cult? It's just... Oh, it fits all the criteria. Yeah, it fits all the criteria. But so he makes people follow him, like he's the one being worshipped. That's what it says here. Well, and you know, him being in the media and, and, and an actor, that wouldn't be too surprising that he would do that. Yeah. So maybe there's the one for you. Finally found the cult for you. <laughs> What's it called? Does it have a catchy name? Yeah, let me look it up here. Uh, full circle. It's a co-creative collective activating a next level human experience. Well, they hold meditation good. and yoga classes, concerts and political rallies. They're activists, thought leaders, professionals, and teachers fulfilling their dreams of making a positive difference. Sounds very nice. That sounds like all things As all cults should. Oh god. He, he's on the team's the, the church's passion team. And he's a serial entrepreneur. Well, he wants to make the world a better place, that's I, all. <laughs> I like him. Oh, my God. I he like was, him. He was on my... I can't even believe that that's what you <clears> said. <throat> like, if there were a guy who I had a fatty crush For on real? when I was little... I he, mean, if John Stamos formed a cult, I would be right Right? There. Wouldn't you be... And this guy was like... Oh, he's so cute. You don't think he's the dreamiest? I think he's handsome. Oh, forget it. He's forget super. It. Done deal. All right, people. So, no, we're not done yet. Are you kidding me? This is an hour and eight minutes. <laughs> we have to cut this down. Oh my God. I felt like we didn't even talk about cults. We didn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. Oh, Suze. We have a lot to go over, but you know, we could make this a two-parter. Well, and I'm going to have so much more information after I watch your yeah. class. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yes. Five it's all video. Okay. Yeah. And I get a lot of critiques. People are like, "You, I don't like what you did. No, so what like, are they? Okay, what are they well, I have a free like? one on there called um, Religion in Modern America. That anyone could take for free. And I got feedback, which was like, because I just spoke. I didn't read anything. And they were like, you should, like the Udemy people said, you, sh- you need to have a script. You need to read it. So on this one, on the cults one, I'm reading everything, which I don't like. No, I don't like that either. And you can see that I'm reading it. It's obvious. 
but I'm only doing it because I was told to do it. And then they, they criticized it and were like, it's apparent that you're reading from a script. <laughs> so I was like, what do you people you? want? Yeah. Cause I prefer in my, you know, as a professor, whether it's in person or online, I liked for it to be conversational, but they, and said, as a student, yeah, I like to go to a class with a professor who you want someone that's the- just telling a story. And that's what yeah. I did in my first class. And they said, it seemed too like there were too many, like where you go natural verbal pauses, pauses yeah. where you're like, so well that they didn't like that. But then when I read it, there's no way to do that to make it natural unless you have a teleprompter, which I do not in my <laughs> right. home. So that's what happened. So that's what you're going to get if you get the cult class, but it is full of information. And I did have a lot of fun because I love talking about cults, which we did not do in this episode, (laughs) but okay. We can edit some stuff down. Yeah. I mean, we talked about your favorite. We talked about Jonestown a little bit about, did you hear about the one in Japan with the, the Moonies, the gas where they, this is like a new one. And it happened in 2000. Where they used a like a neurotoxin gas on like hundreds of people. Yeah, this was this is ringing a bell, but I don't know that it has to do with religion. He thought he was the second coming of Christ, and he was a, well, ja- I was a using Japanese. Gas, and they did they die? Yeah, a lot of people died. Okay, but I gotta not, look that up. Yeah. <clears throat> um, what's with uh, cults and their obsession with? the apocalypse here first of all i love that you're trying to bring it back to <laughs> as if we didn't talk about naya <laughs> well these point. are all questions that i had before we got off topic the end times is a very important theme because it imposes a sense of urgency amongst the members it's not so much you know, oh, so if you, that makes yeah, sense. If you, if you convince Holy people, crap, that, that makes the, a ton of sense. Yeah. If you convince people that the end is near, then they, it's more important for them to listen to you. Well, this documentary I was watching said that terrorism, terrorist acts committed by cults are so much more dangerous in the future because they don't have the goal of just going after like a targeted group, like, and, oh, I want to bomb, you know, this part of here and teach these people a lesson. These people are into the entire annihilation of all humankind. Yeah. And so if you had a cult leader with a bunch of money who got their hands on some sort of really dangerous neurotoxin or really dangerous whatever that got into some water supply because they wanted to start the end of times, yeah, we would be fucked. Right. I mean, they have no incentive for longevity. Right. Yeah. (gasps) Oh, damn. (laughs) Yeah. So oftentimes. I I bet Andrew Keegan's cult doesn't want to do that. (laughs) (laughs) What? We have got to get a hold of him. We have to. Here's the thing. How do we We, entice Andrew Keegan? The worst part about our podcast, and I would ask listeners if they agree, is that we're always like, we should do. (laughs) Because here's what we have to follow up on. We still have people. We have to go to Disneyland. We have to. There's people that want to be on our dating team. I know. We have have a lot of volunteers. We totally do. Yeah. Deal. That's happening this week. (laughs) It will. I have nothing but time, Sarah. Great. So... (laughs) That's going to happen for okay, sure. Okay, but we need to follow up on all these threats that we do I after know. our wine stupors. Yeah. Well, 
Andrew Keegan has to go to the back of the list because a, <laughs> this, our 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 D-list dating team has to uh, take priority. Dating. That should be the name of our company. I know. D-list dating. D-list dating. It's too close to like we are. A, what do they say? We're one. They rate themselves a one. You remember we talked about in the dating show where they. Oh, um, so, oh, it was something like for uglies, like like. Oh, for, okay. It was where like you don't think you're that. We're gross, and you. <laughs> oh fuck! I can't remember. But it's the opposite of Darwin dating, which is where you only think you're a ten. Probably people who fit the narcissistic personality disorder. Probably many cult leaders on that website. This is the you're settling dating. Yes. Site. Yeah. We have a lot to Ugly do. Schmucks. Ugly schmucks. That was it. I knew it would come to me. <laughs> so anyway, we did cover a lot of ground today. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Good luck to your husband to edit this thing down. <laughs> but your dog slept through most of it. The whole thing. He's still asleep under the... Under the He's going to be up all night. It's I like know. a baby. He's going to be up all night. Like the worst thing about a baby is when they sleep so good in the day and you're like, oh, this is so great. You know... Oh no, please don't, <laughs> please son, don't go down. And I'm home alone. My husband's not here. So that dog's just going to whine You're screwed. and I have to wake up every two hours. I set an alarm. Every what does he hours. want every two hours to go to the bathroom? He can only, a, a puppy can only hold his, you know what, for however old he is in months for each hour. So like my puppy two, is two, two months, hours, so he can hold it for two hours. So it's every two hours I wake up and take out this puppy. I will never understand pets. We should have an episode on pets. <gasps> next one, let's do pets. All right, next week next we're week talking we're doing about pets. pets. It's perfect. <laughs> I'll bring my dog. He'll probably be and more I'll fussy bring my bad dog. attitude. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be like sports all over again. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Brain Candy Podcast. We love you guys. Thanks so much. Happy New Year. Yeah, and follow us on all the social media. Yeah, we're lonely out there. And thank you so much for your nice reviews. We Except that one person who said episode one was boring. What's he up with that? Not, he or she, I assume it's a boy. I don't know why. I mean, too. I, he I should natural. come back and listen because he only listened to the one episode. I know. And it, I bet you like episode, like, I don't know, 10, 11, 12 a lot. I mean, we really perked up around number five. Yeah, we got the hang of it. <laughs> Bye, everybody.